What's up, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 22 of The Overview. I'm Cham MV. Fish Sticks over here, back from Evo. How you doing, buddy? Doing good. Still kind of recovering, but uh, excited to get my hands on this patch, man. Uh, yes. Not only are there tons of balance changes, there's a new hero, and there's one hero limit in competitive. I, I can't wait to actually <laughs> jump in and play some competitive as soon as I'm fully recovered, because... I don't want my MMR to die, but yeah. <laughs> right. And Shade, join, uh, coming back or joining us back from uh, last week when you were moving, how did that end up going? Pretty good. Not done yet. We're moving mm-hmm. again. I'm kind of like in the in-between place. So yeah, I moved out of my old apartment into my parents' house for a couple of weeks. I'm then moving again on the 28th. It's my actual new house. So, it's so hard to move. Crazy. It's been so long since I've actually, it's been probably about 12 years since I've moved, but man. It is such a huge ordeal to move. I I know I'll probably have one more move left somewhere in the next 10 years, 15 years, but I dread that. I definitely dread that. Uh, but yeah, there's lots of stuff going on with Overwatch. Uh, you know, the patch, it surprised me that I thought they were going to take a little bit longer given that there was just so many big changes in the PTR. Uh, but nope. It was about a week or a little bit over a week, and now it's live out out to, to the world, at least out to the PC world. And um, we talked about the patch last week, but uh, you know, obviously we didn't have everybody here, so uh, why don't we just touch on? I guess some of the there were some minute changes, at least that that are different uh, that they decided to to change given what was on the PTR and what was rolled today. So let me bring up the patch notes here, and then we'll talk about it real quick. All right, here we go. Uh, so Anna, of course, you know is out, and uh, Shade. I'm just imagining you played a ton of her. I, I've I've played probably about 20 games with her, but uh, you know I knew it wasn't going to be necessarily my cup of tea. But she's pretty awesome, though. I definitely would like to hear just you know kind of like somebody who's probably played like 100 games of her. What do you think? Um, she's extremely fun to play. <laughs> yeah. um, I have potato lamb, so it's taking a little while to get used to. Uh, but I found like healing with her not scoped in where you're using mm-hmm. like her as a projectile, uh, is feels a lot easier than healing with her scoped in. Yep. Um, I think it's just cause I think for some reason the projectile is bigger when you're not scoped. If that really? makes any sense. Oh, yeah. I cause I'm pretty that. sure it's projectile when you're not scoped and hit scan when you are. Mm. So huh. for some reason for me, it's just like a lot easier to hit her heels not scoped. But it's wow, really it's, it's harder okay. for me to do damage not scoped. It's really I have this really weird like thing with her where I'm just like How much of the time are you like what do you, what do you think the percentage is where you're actually doing damage versus healing? It kind of depends like mm-hmm. on the other healer that's on my team. So if like mm-hmm. I'm playing Anna and there's uh, Zen, then mm-hmm. I spend a lot more time healing. But if I'm playing Anna and there's like a Lucio, then I spend probably more time doing damage and throwing grenades mm, okay. to like stop healing on the other team. Yeah. So one change they did make was that her clip is larger now than it used to be. Uh, mm-hmm. It's eight, right? I think Chad, you were saying versus the six. That's yeah, a big I deal. Think, actually. I think it was two, I think it was yeah. two patches ago that it happened on PTR. Uh, oh, was but it two I'm pretty sure okay. at one point yeah. she was six and then I, now I just see her at eight and I don't know what had happened, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure she used to be six. Yeah. And I don't think anything else changed from her. Uh, is there, is there anything else about her change since the beginning of the PTR? Not that I yeah, know of. Everything seems about the same for me. The sleeve seems the same. The, the grenade seems the same. Uh, Ultimate does too. Uh, ben, what do you think? Like your experience with playing against or with the Anna, or the new character? I mean, we talked about it a little bit last week, but uh, I think she's just what we were asking for, for mm-hmm. from a support. It's a support with a super high skill ceiling, so you can really exhibit uh, your aim abilities and uh, help your team like that. Um, you know, I haven't had a chance to play with her too much myself, so I can't really comment on how she plays and how she feels. Yeah. Uh, but I think she's going to be one of the most difficult to use heroes in the game. Yeah. Uh, to use effectively, like I don't, I don't really see her being used on defense too, too much. Um, but on offense, you know, you can like superpower your tank probably, like just keep them alive as they push forward, especially now with eight. Shots on the clip, you can just keep hammering, uh, for instance, like a Diva or Reinhardt or, or Winston as they push forward. Uh, 
So I don't know. She's she's what we were hoping for. She's got the AOE abilities. Yep. She's got status cha- status changing abilities, and she's entirely aim based, which is uh, I think yeah. we almost like word for word kind of wanted a hero <laughs> like this. Talked about what we wanted in a, in a support, and that's what we got. So yeah, thank you, Blizzard. Thank you. She's a three star character, and, and you know Jeff had a developer update this week too that talked about I guess a little bit of their thinking when they were designing Anna and she was meant to be a very high skill cap type of character or a high skill ceiling character and they achieved that for sure and um, with Shade like you know with my experience playing I, I, I play a lot of Reinhardt I feel like Reinhardt has been like the most popular uh, the most popular uh, target for the ultimate and I've been enjoying it because I just get to go in there and just wreck house every time I, I get it. And uh, hasn't been too much comms anytime that happens. It's just basically when I light up, I just know I just go in there and just start wrecking. So for you, what, have the, what has been the most uh, popular targets for you? Um, on defense, I like to actually um, boost divas. So oh, yeah, Diva's good I talked too. about it a couple times on stream the last uh, two or three days, I guess, ever since I really like, got into playing her. Yeah. I actually feel like we could potentially see a comp of four supports. Four supports? Yeah. The four support medals oh. coming back? I really four feel like we supports. can, even even with like one hero limit, especially with one hero limit, actually. And like Anna actually puts out a lot of DPS, so you're not actually losing that much. But I feel like... Um, on like an attack situation, you would see Zenyatta, Mercy, Lucio, Anna, McCree, Reinhardt, and Holy then smoke. I think on defense you could run the similar, like the exact same thing, just with a Diva instead, or even potentially another Diva instead but... of Reinhardt. Oh wow, okay. Or... Yeah, but I really okay. feel like McCree is ridiculous right now, mm-hmm. and you could pretty much just run him as a solo DPS. Anna and Zen both do absurd amounts of damage. He actually hit your shots. Um, and the stop healing that she has would pretty much counter the own, her own comp, basically. So, like, you could run the mirror comp versus each other. Yeah. And whichever Ada is actually landing her healing stop grenades, they're actually going to probably win the fight. So, mm. I think that four supports, one McCree, and then whatever tank you decide to run would oh, probably be something that, like, that I would actually crazy. like to see. Yeah, that's... <laughs> it's just, it's getting crazy now. Like, I, I want that's someone to crazy. map out Overwatch meta over time. I just like talk about all of the different types of compositions that have dominated the meta at different times. Like it just changes so much every every month or two. Just something happens, a patch comes, or people mm-hmm. figure something out. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, should we just jump into the patch, or you want to? Yeah, let's just go. Let's just go. No, let's just go with some of the, uh, yeah, the I mean, changes that happen. Well, we talked we talked about PTR quite a bit last mm-hmm. Tuesday. Yep, we did. But, <clears throat> uh, what has changed since then? is looks like Zenyatta's damage uh, on his primary fire has been brought down a little bit, mm-hmm. which I think a lot of people were probably thinking what needed to happen, myself included. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder, though, if he's, you know, is Zenyatta still a really potent support choice, especially on offense, especially with, like, these high damage dealing compositions? Like, is that five, going from 45 damage per shot to 40, does that actually change things a lot? I, I'm not quite sure. Another kind of interesting change is that they increased uh, his right-click damage per orb from 35 to 40. So they actually they nerfed his primary fire, which is the only thing anyone ever used. <laughs> I, know, I mean, who uses the right click? Buffed his right-click, uh, yeah. his secondary fire. So Which kind of is really super weird to me. <laughs> doing that in the same patch where you introduce a character with sleep when Discord doesn't wake up sleep. Yeah. Like you could get oh. Anna to put a character to sleep, discord oh. them, and buff up your right click, and then one shot. Oh, I didn't. Did you one shot tanks with that? Oh my gosh. Hmm. I haven't tested that yet, but I did one shot somebody using them. You probably players. could actually. You probably yeah, could fully charged headshot discord a sleep target. Oh man, that's pretty darn close. It might be just just under killing a five hundred. Maybe if you're mercy boosting the oh god, you're mercy boosting and the discard. Okay, yeah, then that for sure will kill the kill. But the yeah, target. that was actually uh, super shocking to me that they introduced that this patch because it's like, okay, so you're gonna introduce a character with sleep, so I'm gonna yeah. put somebody to sleep. They're gonna get discorded, which doesn't wake up sleep. So like getting discord mm-hmm. orb doesn't wake you up. Yeah, it's just literally just damage. Um, and then I'm just gonna, you know, buff Senyata's right click so yeah. I can discord like right click a target to death. 
Well, yeah, that's you can do nothing about it. That's an interesting that's combo. Thing. That's definitely an interesting combo. That's a strange thing about Anna, um, and just this entire patch in general, uh, in regards to her sleep is Zarya shield on friendly or Zarya target herself um, cleanses discorder, but it doesn't cleanse, cleanse sleep. Oh, so I feel like right. if you're gonna make yeah. Zarya shield cleanse discord, you should probably make it also cleanse sleep as well. Right, it should be consistent, whatever it is. Um, yeah. yeah, it's like a debuff. So sleep is considered mm-hmm. a debuff, I guess, in this situation. Yeah, that that primary fire nerf, um, Ben. I've actually, it, I've actually felt it. I can because I, I was playing Zen for quite a bit on the PTR, uh, and then I was playing some of it today, and it, it just, I just felt less powerful for sure. Um, I mean, the the fact that you know the the new change to the Discord. It's so powerful to be able to land your first shot with a Discord, you know, already on your target as Zen. So, oh yeah, it's it's extremely powerful. I mean, I think that's one of the biggest changes, actually, that or most impactful change to to Zen. So, um, I, I felt it. I, I feel like it does take an extra shot or two to kill things now, just because of that that nerf. Um, I don't know what the math is exactly, but it it felt that way. Um, let's see anything what's the other thing I mean just generally speaking you know we could just talk about Soldier 76 again I feel like he's terrible now and uh, I know a lot of people that actually play him also like they just can't play him anymore he's just so it's so tough tough. whether or not he's terrible now I think in comparison to McCree which is the other option for mid you know short mid to mid longish range uh, DPS ability like, I just see people picking McCree every time. And we had Taimu in chat just a moment ago saying, I got 20 random kills uh, just <laughs> firing randomly into clusters of attacking uh, foes in scrims today alone with McCree because uh, when, you're, when you're damage boosted and you're hitting, hitting the headshots, you can now hit those from a very long range and just get a bunch of random kills. I don't know. Um, you know, I, I I have to apologize to everyone watching because I I've been traveling a lot recently. I haven't had <laughs> enough time to play okay. enough to really give you know educated uh, thoughts here. But yeah, I mean, I was playing a ton of Soldier before this patch. Like Soldier's a ton of fun. I don't you know he was really strong. You but he was could argue place. maybe that he was yeah. maybe a little bit too strong, um, but I certainly don't think so. So I, I'm not sure if I like this change at all. Was I that- feel like every patch, it's like. Something is super strong, and then kind of like the counter to that thing gets buffed and becomes super strong. Yeah. So then they buff the thing that just got countered. So like for instance, um, Mercy Farah. This patch before this patch has been really good, like almost out of control, really strong. Mm-hmm. Um, just the combo was kind of back at it again. You saw it pretty much every tournament game the last like two weeks. Everybody was pretty much running Mercy Farah. Right. And then. Now McCree is overbuffed, and I genuinely believe he is overbuffed. I don't think that he was changed properly. Um, and honestly, McCree could probably use a rework of some kind in general. Um, but that's besides the point. The point is he was overbuffed, and now Farah and Mercy is pretty much going to be unplayable because if you're boosting a McCree and he shot, shoots a Mercy headshot in the air, she's just dead, like, gone. Well, so, so here's the question. If they wouldn't have changed Soldier at all, because I felt he was fine, actually, with where he was before, if they didn't change him at all, would we still see this change in the meta where just McCree is taking over Soldier? I think so. I don't know. Hard to say. That's a better situation, though. I would rather that kind of decision have to be made by the players than what you were saying, Shade. Because, you know, every time they make a change... It, they changed the meta by just making people really, really good or OP or you know, just relatively OP versus the, like some of the other characters. And that's usually not, you know, that's not the best way to go about it, right? I mean, the, what we want is we want the, the, uh, the teams to, to choose different compositions that happen to, to work very well against their opponents or just, you know, as a composition for them on offense or defense and, and have that be successful versus just an obvious, you know, just these characters being overpowered it's like this That's thing was overbuffed so now i'm just yeah. only play this overbuffed thing and then because mm-hmm. people are doing that the meta changes to accommodate that overbuffed thing right. that just happened and now we have a switch in meta which isn't a bad thing like no one wants mm-hmm. to see the same meta in place for a super long period of time but i feel like you also don't want to see a meta change because of a balanced or like misbalance 
situation? Like, you want to see a meta change because of, like, someone realizes something is super cool and comes up with a really neat team comp for it. You don't want to see something where it's like, oh, yeah, we accidentally overbuffed this character, and now the whole meta is going to revolve around whether or not this character is in your team comp. You know, I'd rather them try lots and lots of different things with patches than not, so can't can't knock it too hard. And uh, if things are truly OP, then they'll yeah. be balanced. Yeah, they will change you know. it. I mean, that's a good thing, is they do uh, react quickly to it. Yeah. Well, I think that, I don't know, I'm kind of disappointed a little bit. And, like, I'm not usually harsh to, like, the balance team or anything like that. Like, I'm usually pretty, like, yeah, go Blizzard. But, like, I'm a little bit disappointed because McCree was like this on PTR for, what, two weeks? So yeah. there was plenty of, that's two weeks as a PTR without any changes. Was a lot of time for them to see that he's an issue. And for him to go to live the same way he, he was on PTR during that time was, like, really shocking to me. Like, well, the, the PTR he went live was just today sure. and I was, like... I mean, the PTR just was just short, period, which surprised me. But they me. had a lot of people on it. Like, they yeah. had to, like, introduce more server space for people to actually be playing on yeah, PTR. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there were a lot of people spots to start with or something. Yeah. So, like, it's just... If that's the case, then they got enough data, right? You shouldn't have been... Yeah, there's a lot of people yeah. playing on it. Like, there, sh there should have been some changes happening to him before he went live because he was very clearly, like, an issue. Yeah. People were like, oh my god, McCree is going to be unstoppable once he goes to live like this. So, I mean, all these changes, uh, I mean, like, so let's just finish, like, some of the, any of these other changes. Um, the other thing was Mercy, uh, you, uh, the the damage boost was, you know, back down to 30%, right? Um, which, yeah, uh, I think I'm everybody so agrees upon that. <laughs> I think everybody agrees that's that 50% change wasn't necessary. Uh, so, that was changed. I don't think anything else uh, that's different than the last time we talked. So, um, yeah, overall. Oh, guardian I, Angel, the Guardian Angel changed a little bit, and Res changed a little bit for Mercy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We I think we talked. It's the same one thing though, right? Guardian Angel just no no cooldown basically, right? Yeah, well, it's, it's on live it's, now. Yeah, I wasn't here live. last week. Oh yeah, yeah, right, right. So. And then and then the yeah yeah the ultimate charge. I think the ultimate charge is good. Like I've been playing a lot of Mercy too, and I, well, I, there I was feel, three things that they technically good. changed about her. Mm -hmm. There was three tech. Well, four, I guess. The first one was self-healing, now charges your ult. Right, right. The but, first one was... The second one was the change from 30 to 50 and then back down to 30 again. Yep, yep. And then the third one was Guardian Angel resets after... Cooldown resets after you use res. Mm -hmm. And then the fourth yep. one was you can move while using res. Right, right. So she actually had four changes. <laughs> yeah, which which were all... I, th I think they were all really yeah. good. So um, Yeah, all relatively subtle, but... Yeah. I'm in favor. Well, just, they made her less of a suicide bomber and yes. more of a mobility character. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's good. I'm all for that. Um, I I'm just like as someone who plays a lot of Pharah, I think. Uh, oh man. I think I'm not gonna play so much Pharah. <laughs> oh match. man. I'm just I'm freaked out. Like I think it seems to me like Anna is gonna be pretty damn good at taking out Pharah. Discord, the prevalence of Discord in McCree's <laughs> is just going to be kind of a nightmare to deal with. So I was saying earlier before the show, like I'm just, I'm just Genji now. I'm just going Genji. Yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty lots rough. Of Genji, lots of Diva, but that's what's in store for me now. I was playing Pharah quite a bit too, and yeah, it's pretty sad. And before I was just like, okay, I got to worry about Soldier, you know, countering you know me anytime I'm up there. And now it's like everybody just kills me. Anybody and everybody can shoot me down. So it's sad, definitely sad, because Pharah was a lot of fun. Uh, well, and you think about it too, like in the team comps for competitive that we've seen like over the last month or two, it's always been a choice between like, well, it's not even really been a choice. It's always been like Lucio Mercy. Yeah. Or if there's no hero limit, it was uh, Lucio Lucio, depending on the map. So that's kind of like my thought process on why we're probably going to see four supports at some point is because Zenyatta is really strong now with 200 HP yeah. and right-click damage and Discord. And Anna is really good with her healing and her disruption and her ultimate. Mercy is still amazing with her res, which is pretty much necessary at every single situation yep and lucio is pretty much always going to be good because of his speed boost and his ultimate so how do you choose just two or one of those things in any situation yeah ben when are we going to well, get enough dps to over like to counteract all this healing <laughs> before we were complaining that maybe there wasn't enough healing now it's just like oh my gosh we've got so much 
Yeah, we got four supports now. It's crazy. Well, I mean, I guess you could just counter with like more DPS on the other team, so you just like over DPS the amount of healing that the other team. Yeah, can do that. yeah. That I mean, we could mm -hmm. we could theory craft all day. True. I'm just looking forward to these tournaments this weekend because people are going to be trying all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah, that, yeah it's going to be sweet. That's and we confirmed so... with tournament organizers that Anna is going to be playable in the events Ooh. this weekend. Well, yeah, see, this, this, I, this is what's confusing about or difficult about adding stuff like mid especially mid-tournament like the atlantic showdown <laughs> i mean it's crazy having a completely different game like midway through an well, event. it's gonna be a complete meta change like absolute 180 meta change yeah Farrah, mercy and right so it's it's almost not whatever else not it's not ideal, that's for sure, because some teams will be worse, some teams will be better now after this patch, and um, it's always a bit hard to, to figure that out. Uh, ben, you were going to say something about just you heard of any events like banning? Uh, gosh, I, I'm trying to find so. I'm trying to find an article or proof of this, but I read I think I was reading on the Discord server that ESL is going to have a ban on Anna. Okay, that would make sense. First actually. week. But I don't know if that means for all of the qualifiers. Like, I certainly, I would be shocked if uh, Gamescom rolls around, um, you know, in a month or whenever that is. And, you know, Anna's still not playable in the tournament. I think she will be. That would I be think Blizzard bad. is a huge part of that event, though. And I yep. have a hard time feeling like they would make it so that you're not allowed to play a hero during a hero. Yeah, exactly. Like so I'm pretty sure she will be playable. Just not this weekend, but of course, like Gosu gamers, like they're not beholden to any of yeah, these. Yeah, they're, they're going to definitely gonna, go. Yeah, I, sure. I would be shocked if they didn't have have her in. This is why, guys, it's risky to have multi-week events <laughs> because of patches like this. It's, this happens in every game. Well, this isn't even not just, necessarily. Like, there's, you know, like for instance, LCS and League of Legends, they just have a rule where, you know, they have a tournament client that you play on that's a patch behind. So. If that's something that Blizzard needs to like consider or like think about for any events that they run in the future, you know that might be something that might need to be looked into. Right? Is if you're planning on releasing patches or updates yeah. or like at least for big ones where there's new heroes introduced or yeah. new maps or new game modes or anything like that, a tournament client would probably be something that could be really well used. Yeah, I think so. I think I think that would be a, a good idea. Um, you know, this this actually throws a not really a wrench but it, but it definitely makes matchmaking right now even on the competitive ladder right just a little bit off, like a little bit off maybe not so much at the highest of levels but definitely in that kind of, i would say 40s and 50s range i feel like people are going to be playing anna that are just so bad at anna that they should be in the 30s and you know things like that and you're going to yeah. be seeing just oh gosh people not knowing how to build comps around anna and that's going to be painful for a few weeks for, for folks in, in that range. Um, do you see any of that up in the you know 70s and 80s? Any issues with people basically not playing, you know, not having the, the skill rating match, you know, their abilities with Anna? I mean, uh, I think after a week or two, for... it should be fine. Yeah, you think so? But okay. who knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the but biggest issue that of... I find in the mornings and stuff when I queue is like matchmaking is so terrible sometimes that you get like we've had games where we are like i'm 74 and seagull is 79 or 80 or something like that and we'll get matched on a team with like two 45s and the other team has like three <laughs> 80s and it's like yeah this is woo <laughs> like, the average is 60 for the fact that i play support <laughs> yeah. and cannot carry my yeah exactly the that's that the worst like three 80 players was that on ptr no, that was on live, like, That's today. That's terrible, man. No. Yeah, I lost three rankings in, like, two hours today. It was yeah. Oh, that, yeah, that's that's. I stopped tough. streaming, or I stopped, uh, I stopped queuing ranked, and I just opened loot boxes until I got every Ana item in the game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, well what are... I spent 6,200 credits on Ana items. All right. Well, why don't we move on? Uh, so I was gonna, we were gonna talk about just uh, Jeff Kaplan and you know all, all the Blizzard guys uh, on Stir Stream. You know, a week ago, it's pretty much right after. I think the day after our show last week. Uh, a lot of the stuff is kind of old news at this point because it's it's kind of out and live and everything. But there was a few tidbits that's worth mentioning. Um, they're working on four new maps, and um, yeah, four new maps. And the first of the new maps will be. One of the standard modes, so one of the game modes we do have. 
but it sounds like some of the other ones are going to be brand new game modes. So that's going to be pretty exciting. I can't wait to to see see that. I, and I'm pretty curious as to when the new map will come out because a new map's not that big a deal, right? You know, just I think you could come, you could bring that out anytime. Depends on what it is. Okay. All right. Oof! I can't wait for some new maps. Yeah, I, yeah. I, if it's two CP, that's actually like a huge deal. They said coming soonish. So Gamescom, maybe I don't know. Maybe they'll announce it after this tournament. Uh, they would not. There's no way they're going to release a new map that close <laughs> to Gamescom and then oh allow it to be played. Can you imagine that? They're freaking. Hey guys, we got a new map. It's a week before oh the finals. My God. <laughs> people, people would never pick it anyways. They need practice it. So, so uh, it's not. They might not have a choice. No, you what? I mean, we we still have. You still have the ability to choose. I mean, maps there's skips now. and bands and stuff like that, but then that yeah, runs so. the risk of your like. What if you figure out a cheesy an extra map that you weren't originally planning on banning out, and yeah. now you have to play a map that you might not have wanted? Yeah, to play for well, that. okay, sure, but I don't know. I, I feel like a lot of these these teams are generally conservative about stuff like that. But somebody could figure out some cheesy, comp, you know, some cheesy strategy on one of these maps, and then force people to play it. It'd be it'd be pretty tough. But yeah, there's not enough. Not to mention, there's to, usually to, a, like a decent amount of map bugs um, oh. within the first like week or so that a map comes out. Yeah, yeah, so. Could be timing of this new map slash new game mode is pretty important with all of the events coming up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ability to see your allies' health bars, too. Uh, you know, without being a healer. I think that's good. Yeah, I think that's good. <laughs> Definitely a good thing. And then the hitbox changes. Oh, fine. I mean, we, we've people have been talking about this a little bit on Reddit and, and uh, not a little bit, a lot on Reddit. And these hitbox changes I think a lot of people are in favor of. Uh, Nothing. What the Hanzo one? The Hanzo one's Hanzo the worst. Oh like, god, I hate Hanzo. Hanzo hitboxes are just the most. I mean, just that whole thing is just the most frustrating thing ever. When you get killed by, by Hanzo and randomly too, that's like the worst. <laughs> so yeah, that that that's definitely good that they've uh, they've confirmed that. Um, other than that, I think for the no, most there's part, one more. What is it? What is it? There's one more, and uh, I'm glad that you almost skipped over it because I was gonna make a point about how no one seems to be talking about this. Uh, okay, which uh, one? The changes to overtime. Yeah, uh, yeah. And actually, okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Shade, I want to actually ask you now that you've had a chance to play with the the recent patch, and uh, I think you played a lot more PTR than I did, probably. Uh, have you have you noticed this? Like, mm-hmm. I noticed it a couple times, and it seemed like it, it, it shocked me at first to see the overtime disappear so quick because I'm just so used to it. it. Is this making a big impact or a small impact or? Mm-hmm. I mean, impact? I noticed it a shit ton on Koth. Yeah, today, like yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. unbelievable amounts of improvement on overtime and spawn times and everything like that. It's so good. It makes it harder. So for everyone's just like, for it. Yeah, Everyone's I mean, there are for people to be like, I'm going to go Winston Tracer, everything with speed and jumping and everything like that, just to get to the point faster. Because at one point or other, it just actually stops helping you. I, I think you can get there one time right now, but it's harder. It's hard to get there faster than that that single time. Like to to get to overtime. After well, that, I mean, eventually yeah. it starts going. Yeah, so it's going really faster, fast. Right? Yeah. So. yeah, exactly. So the the first time you can you can probably still extend it, but then after that, it, it's very very difficult to make it back there, even with tracer. So um, that's definitely good. I did notice that actually, Ben, you reminded me too. I did notice one thing that I I would like to see change, and I want to make sure actually I have it right too. So if you were in a scenario where let's just say both teams don't get the first objective, like it's a payload map, like. I don't know, Dorado, not not Dorado, like uh, uh, Route 66 or something like that. Um, it measures distance, right? So the first team establishes a distance, and it's like, I don't know, 75 meters or something like that. And they have the entire clock to determine that distance, right? Whatever distance they end up with. But if you're the, but if you end up defending second, like if you're the, 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 on the defense on the second, you know, or the second round or the second half, the moment they pass that point, you instantly lose. So... I actually don't like that at all. Like, I think you should at least have the entire clock because you can move the payload backwards, right? Um, that's a little unfair, actually. So that that is one thing I wanted yeah, to bring up. Yeah, actually, I never really thought about that. Yeah, huh. I wanted to bring that up, too, because that that is one thing that's not fair right now. Um, but outside- oh, One thing about that we talked about a little bit earlier, the allied health bars. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I've suggested a lot and I really wish would go into the game is... When I'm damage boosting or healing somebody as Mercy and they're fighting someone else, um, 
please let me see the health bar of the person that my teammate is fighting. Um, because it happens oh. to me so many times where like I'm boosting someone and they're fighting someone else and that other like the person that I'm boosting or healing ends up dying. And the person that they were fighting has like one HP, but I literally can't tell because I can't see their health bar. Oh, so see an enemy's health bar basically is what you're saying. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know how if you let's see. At least as a healer, because I mean for Mercy hmm. in particular, you're not like for Zenyatta, you're usually attacking the person as well. For Lucio, you're usually also attacking the person. For Anna, you're usually attacking the person. For Symmetra, you're usually attacking the person. But for Mercy, it's like you just have your healing beam slash discord beam out. Or not discord, um damage yeah. boost beam. I don't so it's hard to like actually tell What's going on health wise? I don't know if I'd like that or not. I mean, I feel like being able to hide your health is is good, as you know. But it's only for mercy. Like every other support hero doesn't have that issue. Like you can see the enemy health bars because you're usually attacking that person. Oh, but with mercy, oh, it's like if I, I stop damage boosting or oh, healing my teammate while they're right, fighting, right. they're probably gonna die, and it doesn't matter anyways. So what I'm saying is like, Engaging, if I'm healing right, or damage right. boosting somebody and they're fighting an enemy. Let me see that enemy's health bar because that would be the difference of me pulling okay. out my pistol and fighting them as well, or damage boosting and whatever. Or if my teammate dies, I can pull out my damage boost or my right. pistol and kill him. Okay. Yeah, I think that would be interesting. Yeah, I think that would make sense too. Just whoever is engaged, right? Like you should be able to see them too. Mm-hmm. All right. Any anything else? I'm any anything else you think uh, with these changes that they mentioned on the stir? Any, anything else you guys want to talk about? I just can't wait to play more Diva, too. <laughs> more Diva. That's it. I'm just okay. excited for, for All right, Diva. Let's get, let's get through some more of these things. Uh, the, a new Anna comic is out. Uh, if you guys haven't been able to check it out, uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty much the story that we all know. A little bit more in-depth, just how you know, Widowmaker takes her eye. I mean, spoilers, guys. <laughs> Widowmaker takes her eye out, you know. Uh, but it, it's done by Bengal, so it's it's very similar to, uh, the, the art style is very similar to the first one with McCree. And it's one of my favorite ones, definitely. Bengal's awesome. So definitely check that out on comic.playoverwatch.com and uh, yeah, let us know, I guess, what, what you think of that comic on comic.playoverwatch.com and uh, yeah, let us know, I guess, what, what you think of that comic. Um... All right, let's jump into I guess esports news. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into a discussion just to end the show with just event oversaturation. But before we do that, why don't we talk about just some of the events? Uh, the Atlantic Showdown, I, I you know, ESL Atlantic Showdown. I to be honest, I didn't catch much of it this week. Uh, and I'll just be honest, it, I don't really think this is a good idea showing all these qualifiers. I mean, it's kind of great, good, I guess, to see the smaller teams and, and whatnot. But it's just. I don't know. There's Man, just not much hype in it. It's not interesting to, pay to, attention to though. Yeah, it's just kind of like... like... I'm okay with an offline, not stream of qualifier for something like this, where there's yeah, so many for qualifiers. Sure. For sure. Like, I understand yeah. they want to be like, okay, you know, there's value in streaming a, you know, C9 versus Envious game, or LG versus C9, or whatever. Like, there's definitely value in that, streaming numbers-wise, but at the same time, it's like, Things just feel like there's a lot to watch and a lot to, like, keep track of. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think we're luckily in this position where the game's still so new, still so fresh, especially now with new balance changes, all that. Like, people just want to watch as much as they can. Uh, so I personally don't feel that we've hit that saturation point yet. But we do want, run the real risk of completely cheapening a Cloud9 versus Envious or uh, Reunited versus Rogue or or even the cross-Atlantic play. Uh, we run the risk of making these matches just feel ordinary and regular and an everyday thing, which is kind of one of the problems that we saw with many other esports titles. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, the first CSGO major in two years to go down in viewership was the most recent major. It actually went down kind of significantly, mm-hmm. even with Team Liquid and hit all the way to the finals. So I, I think it's starting to happen in CSGO as well uh, with just, uh, you know, we're, there's just so many tournaments all the time that all of a sudden these matches that were once highly coveted, very special treats uh, are not so special anymore. Um, like I said, I don't think we're there yet. Uh, I think the game is so young, so new, that people just want to watch as much as they can, and maybe it's a good thing that they can watch high-level competitive Overwatch like five, six, seven days a week. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we do run that risk, man. Yeah. I, maybe we're not 
quite there, but we're pretty dang close to being there because, um, uh, you know, seeing Envious win, you, you know, just like we, we just see Envious win every single one of these tournaments. And you know, the a, yeah, I mean, a storyline, you know, like, so at the end of the week, the storyline is Envious is still the dominant team. And that, that's still there for us, you know, like us as, as people on a podcast and, and just the general community. And it's great, you know, and that's, that's awesome. But, you know, just having like, the beat invitational versus I buy power versus, you know, uh, the Acer tournament. It's just, you know, none of these tournaments mean anything to me. And if, if you were, I mean, <laughs> they're great. The organizations are great, but it just in terms of just the wins and stuff, I mean, there needs to be some kind of, I don't know, ladders and points of something where like, well, it'd mean, be okay. It to was have literally, it hit me really hard the weekend that we had Onog and Josh OG. Yeah. That at was the same time. Right. right. Like, it was literally morning with Josh OG, teams had a break for a few hours, and then it was O-Dog. It was the same teams. Like, literally the same teams. So, yep. um, yeah, I, I hope we don't get to that. I mean, I, I don't... I hope we don't get to the point where, you know, these these wins are cheapened or, or just feel feel that way. And... Um, I want to feel excited takes when I account. watch a game. Yeah, like, I want to be like, oh my god, Envious versus whoever. Like, I want to feel like that's a special yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And right now it's like there's been a pretty like decent sized tournament every single weekend for the past like I don't know yeah. three mm-hmm. months. <laughs> like there needs to be build up. You know, we talked about Cloud Nine not getting a chance to practice, you know, when they were kind of in that dominant phase and then a lot of things changed and then now we see, you know, Cloud Nine Nine at the top spot. But you know, they went through that phase where they're just playing events and playing events and not practicing. Like we wanna see periods of time where they're practicing and building up and whether it's the underdog trying to you know like knock off the top dog and things like that it's it's going to work out a lot better and and the reason i think it's worth talking about is just so blizzard you know still hasn't announced their esports plans quite yet and you know that's something that they should take a look at uh you know just maybe having the the majors type of like model versus you know whether to have the league model you know and that that sort of thing uh, they well, just have to thing, make events these these one time di- events a league very thing special. is a little bit different than like what's currently happening though yeah like for what's sure. currently happening this is, is like, just random tournaments every single weekend like a league thing similar to LCS is more of a like scheduled event where it's not just like a winner takes all that weekend it's a like ladder kind of system or like a point system well, what's happening right now matters. is what's happening right now is very similar to you just I, I throughout just a sports uh, analogy it'd be like tennis or golf right nobody knows anything about these weekly tournaments that all these players play and but they only know about the majors right but these golf you know they make a living they they make these paychecks by playing the, these these other uh sponsored events and they're sponsored by big big companies i mean they're not they're not small events by any means but nobody knows about them for the most part unless you're a huge golf fan uh that's kind of what i think will happen you know with some of these eventually but we have to make sure that we do have these major tournaments to talk about. And, you know, Josh OG, you know, as much as I love the dude too, I mean, Josh OG should not be like a major tournament. <laughs> you know, that's not, it just happens to be, it's the, the largest prize pool to date, you know? Um, and again, guys, once Blizzard yeah. announces whatever they're going to announce or, or people host larger tournaments, you're not going to see Envious in a weekly for $2,000. Yeah, you're just it. not going to see that at that point. It's that's not it. worth them giving away their strategies and spending their time doing it once we have a million dollars in a circuit or whatever, whatever it ends up being. So, you know, all this will be solidified and changed quite a lot once anyone announces anything major. Um, And that's going to happen for sure. Well, it also makes a huge impact on the teams too. Like the more time that they have to spend in tournaments is less time that they have to be, you know, figuring out, meta theory crafting things like trying to come up with new things that they wouldn't really have time to do otherwise so Mm -hmm. i think you know not having a huge event every single weekend it would just make us make us as spectators just more hungry too you know it's like Mm -hmm. oh gosh when's the next event i really want to see it and then then, you know whenever the event does happen it's going to be some serious hype for it um, um, but anyways, getting back to these events, we didn't get a chance to talk about. Envious, of course, <laughs> won both the Beat Invitational and I Buy Power. Uh, but they faced different finalists in, in both of them. Code 7 still 
continuing, you know, their hot streak from last week, uh, making the finals of the beat tournament, but losing three at zero, still to Envious. So <laughs> Envious still has their number. But Cloud9 got back into the finals of the I Buy Power, and you know, it was starting to look a little bit more like Cloud9, just you know, a- able to uh, you know just beat beat Code Seven, I believe, in the semis, right, uh, and get to the finals. So. Uh, you know, hopefully Cloud9's, you know, starting to figure some things out and, um, you know, just getting that, that two spot. That two spot is basically what's being, being fought for at this point. Envious comfortably at the top right now. I, I haven't even seen them come close to losing anything in weeks now. So Yeah. Months? <laughs> dude, months, months, actually months, not weeks. Yeah. Months, yeah, at this yeah, point. I, but uh, again, I think, uh, it, you know, we can just talk about Envious winning everything every week. Yeah. I think the, the additional storylines to cherry pick are like, Code 7 beat Cloud9 again. But at least Cloud9 had one win against Code 7 this weekend, so they didn't get beaten twice. Yeah. So, But for me, this has really solidified Code 7 as potentially yeah, the number sure. two team in the sure. world. Um, mm-hmm. And that's I think there's also another kind of interesting storyline bubbling up, which is, and I can't believe I'm about to say this, North America is looking <laughs> much stronger than Europe right now. Like, Envious, I, I really think one, two, three is Envious, Code Seven, Cloud Nine, and I'm Rogue, uh, Reunited, uh, all these teams out of Europe. They're still incredible teams, and on any given day, they can probably take a win against Cloud Nine uh, or Code Seven, probably. But it still seems like right now the th- top three on the in the planet are all North American based, and I'm I'm going out a little bit on a limb. Of course, we're going to have to wait until there's actually a land tournament. Uh, but the, res- the the results are starting to speak for themselves, in my opinion, and and I, I think it's very much the case that North America is looking a lot stronger. And another thing I was just looking at on Ghost of Gamers is um, North American. The North American weeklies are having twice as many signups. Like, what is going oh, on? I've never well, seen this in my whole that. FPS career. I've been playing FPS games forever. I've never seen North America like have a stronger, larger, more vibrant scene than Europe. Like that's, that's just weird to me. My favorite thing I think I happened last week or the week before was um, Hastro owner of Envious tweeted out and said, how do you beat uh, Twitch chat trolls? You take four of the best EU players and you put them in a team house yeah. in a with one yeah. of the best <laughs> enemy players. And I was like, that's the best tweet I've seen in a really long time. Just super funny. But that, I mean, that's definitely something to be said, right? Like, IDQD was a Euro team that was the most dominant team for their time, like, the mm-hmm. time that they were together. And that was, you know, a Euro yeah. team, and they kind of dominated. So uh, now that, and now that team is basically envious. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Four of those people are now in NA, and now NA is, like, totally dominating. So Yeah, I mean, I think NA teams doing well helps, you know, teams – signing up for these events too you know getting getting motivated and that's always been true in esports whenever you see somebody that you know you can relate to or you've rooted for and they're doing well it it inspires you uh whether it's again it's starcraft or it's you know i mean league of legends i don't know i don't know so much about league of legends but you know csgo and and definitely other other games like that uh it has a lot to do with seeing these these teams be successful and um and we actually we saw the opposite right then in, in, in starcraft you know once once the Koreans came and just dominated everything, and there was literally no place that that uh, you know, North Americans, to some extent Europeans too, could you know go and have like just a a region lock tournament. It, we saw like a lot of the interest, at least the player pool, just drop down by by a ton, you know, pro player pool, and that that has a lot to do with it. Anyway, go go North America. Yeah, go North America. I'll be Continue proud on. and happy for for my <laughs> my hometown for once. Only uh, only this and Li Joe, man. Li Joe, man. That Actually, guy. Team Liquid. I take it back. Team Liquid at the most recent CS:GO major, but oh, true. Yeah, Team Liquid. Team Liquid. Overwatch. We had that. They had that one tournament, but they just uh, they had they had a good showing in that one tournament. But since then, yeah, not so much. Um, yeah, anyways, uh, let's see. Uh, anything else here? Uh, I guess this is a good time to do a shout-out to the iTunes um, folks. Those of you that are listening on iTunes or are listening to the audio versions on um, Google Podcast too, uh, you, feel free to leave a five-star review. It really helps out the show a lot. I want to give a shout-out to CJ4290 for uh, leaving the last you know, five-star review and uh, just saying how much he enjoys the show. Really, really appreciate that. 
Why don't we take a few questions, quick Q&A before we end the show. Uh, you can type out your questions in chat. That's probably the easiest way to do it today. No need for Twitter or anything like that. Uh, what is iTunes? Yeah, exactly. Dude, I haven't used that program in so long. iTunes, really? I mean, I hate it. It's awful. <laughs> yeah, anyway. I know, right? But uh, you can find it on the side. store is what I mean. It's the store. Uh, let's see. Wait, I, actually, I have a question. Okay, sure. As we're waiting for them to come into chat. Uh, I was reading through the Reddit thread that you linked about the time where all the devs and uh, and Jeff Kaplan were playing with Stir. Mm-hmm. And there's one there's one note there where, and Jeff has said this on the forums, I think, on uh, and other places, that they're getting rid of the coin flip mechanic for, yeah. for payload. Mm-hmm. Does this just mean that we're going to eventually have time bank for payload? Or are they going to go full stopwatch? Like, have they said anything? Have they given any details? Did they know? straight up say we were getting time bank season two for everything? I, I haven't they seen that. They alluded to that. I don't know written, if they've said it definitively. But they definitely coin flip gone. And time bank is what they've they've alluded to using as you know as a method of, of doing it, which is kind of stopwatches. It's not stopwatches, so it's, close uh, enough. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes it makes the most sense given that they're using it already in, in different forms. Let me find the post. Okay, it looks like Xavier's finding it. Kiki's finding Kiki it. Kiki right for now. the win. Exactly. Thanks for watching, exactly. Kiki. Uh. Here's a question from the unicorn in your kitchen, and we're just going to direct <laughs> this towards Shay. Is Anna a? Oh, I I think that was supposed to be. Is Anna a beast, or is Anna the best, or whatever? Do you think she's like really good, or or not? I mean, I think she's really good. I don't think she takes the place of Lucio or Mercy, um, which is why, like I said earlier, I think we'll see a lot more like three, four sport comps um, because Goodness. she's really strong. And her alt is totally fight changing. Like team fights uh, are completely and totally changed by Anna's alt. Um, and I don't think that there's a situation where you can like swap her with somebody else that you would currently normally see. Like you can't swap her for Mercy because you still need Mercy Res. You can't swap her for Lucio because Lucio's speed boost is too good. Mm-hmm. So just add her in there with everyone else. And well, now Zen's really good too. So you know, throw him in there too. I, you know, she's really strong, especially the fact she kind of counters Zen, which is like super strange because they both, they both just buff Zen. But if Zen ults his team mm-hmm. and you throw her heal stopper oh, on gosh. top of Zen, yeah, he can't, he can't heal. Same for uh, Lucio's Lucio yep. ult too, Same right? Yeah, let's drop the and then you just throw the, throw the thing <laughs> before he drops the beat. Like, you're gonna have enough time to do that, definitely. Uh, you know, it kind of reminds me of like a May able to just block like a barrage or something like that yeah. with a mix mm-hmm. on a 10 second cooldown. You know, yeah, she's going to be able to negate a whole lot of vaults. I, I, I can't wait to see some epic sleep hits. That's going to be awesome. Where she, you know, people yeah, just. There's no oh, better dude. feeling, especially right now where McCree just got buffed and you just like, you get so mad because McCree is so strong. You walk around a corner, boosting McCree, headshot, you're dead. You know, you <laughs> exactly. die instantly in McCree all the time. There is no better feeling than watching him go, it's high noon. And then he just goes, Dude, just, I'm going to freak out when I cast that. Next time I cast and there's and that happens, I'm just going to lose my shit. It's going to be great. What sucks is whenever I cast it, I have this stupid Zen that's already shooting at the dude. And he like immediately wakes them up right after I, I oh, put yeah. him to sleep. It's like, crap, man. Like, why'd you have to do that? Dude, I was actually watching Chipsogen stream. Oh, uh, God. Anna He's gameplay crazy. the other day. Oh, oh my God. God. That guy is good. It was, I, I don't, He's going to be the best this? Anna. Like, yeah. Well, one thing he was doing. But then there's, the, there's another problem, right? He's in. Like, Chipsogen is. I stand by my statement that I've made many, many times before. Chipsigan is the best player in this entire game, in this whole world wow. right now. Like, it's yeah. Chips. Uh, his Zenyatta is unbelievable. His, he's the best Mercy that it plays competitively. Like, he just is. Yeah. And he's going to be the best Ana because he has FPS mechanics. He has insanely good, like, instincts, just... He's just amazing. Then, I don't even know what to, to do. Copy so him. then <laughs> what do you do with like, okay, so you have the best Zen, the best Mercy, and the best Anna all in one person. Well, what do you do to split up that time, role? Time, like, to, <laughs> time to start training Hulk for, to well, play dude, one of those characters too. One thing, I, one thing I saw him do, which 
I mean, when you think about it, it's like, yeah, of course you'd use sleep in this way. Uh, but I, I hadn't, you know, I just hadn't really seen it before because he's playing defense. I think it was on, I think it was on Gibraltar or something. I can't remember what map it was on, but basically his whole team was holding in one defensive position. He flanked to one side or like he was just coming from one side and just hit somebody with sleep and walked back and joined his team. <laughs> that that awesome. just means that that person is out of the action for like five, you know, five full seconds. It's five seconds, right? Uh, forgetting now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like, didn't say five I, seconds. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, it, I don't know. That's just a fun way to see sleep being used. Like just pop it and just forget about that person. Keep moving. There's no way that they're going to get accidentally hit, especially if they're like, if you're with a good team or you do it when they're not with the rest of their team or whatever. Yeah. Well, like, and it it just makes a see. huge difference in worrying about like, what if this, you know, we, we team fight, but Oh, the mercy's off hiding with her all. Mercy comes swooping in to try and alter team. And you're just like, pow. And Mercy's asleep on the ground. Like, she can't alter her team. And then by the time she's up from the sleep, as long as nobody hits her, the rest timers are, or the respawn timers are up and she can't rest anybody. And then you make it sound like it's just a routine play. That is such a hard play to hit like a Mercy that's swooping too. So I think it's, it's going to be pretty awesome watching the, the pros make this, you know, just make some amazing sleep plays. Um, okay. See so another question. Uh, Got a couple. Yeah. Let's see. Tier Monster has a question. Do you see smaller tournament oh, providers yeah. being successful with Overwatch, especially considering Gosu saturating the weekends, and since we don't know if there will be a point system or certified tournaments like the Hearthstone for BlizzCon? Uh, I think we're kind of already starting yeah, we're already to see Gosu tournaments. Yeah. Like, no, but they're like. All the Gosu tournaments are the small tournaments. Yeah. yeah. All, right? And that's the way it should be. Yeah. Like, the ESL like cups that you can just randomly sign up for, they at least use you like go for lol or whatever. Like that's go see gamers for Overwatch and that's what it should be. Go see gamers for Overwatch shouldn't be the top tier teams every single weekend. It should be like the up and coming, like amateur teams. That's what it always should have been, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what it's falling into now, and it should stay that way. So mm-hmm. like I honestly hope that the big teams stay out of those tournaments. I actually hope that we don't see like Envious C9, Code 7, Liquid, LG in in the Ghost Gamers weeklies anymore because I think that should be a place where like those amateur teams could have a chance to, you know, work on playing competitively. Maybe they don't get as many scrims as they would want to because they're amateur teams and, you know, like I think that should be where they can go to get in like practice and see how they really stand up against other teams. Yeah. And, so, and- go ahead, Ben. Oh, I was just gonna say. I think the thing that's gonna make or make these small tournaments successful has it has nothing to do with the big tournaments, in my opinion. It has everything to do with just how voracious the community is for playing in these things. And so far, mm-hmm. we've seen that they are indeed very voracious. Uh, again, the Ghost of Gamer NA weeklies, at least, have been getting over a hundred teams signing up every single week for just a five hundred dollar pro- or thousand dollars now. Um, the EU ones are somewhere in the 45 to 50 range for every single one. There were several ESL cups that got like 200 or 300 plus teams signing up for them. Um, so I think that it's more just dependent on how big the casual competitive community is than what happens at the high tier. Um, and I think it's going in the right direction. I think you're going to continue to see these smaller tournaments be a proving grounds for the up and coming teams. I, I think, uh, Lynn, I think one of the things you're you're alluding to, perhaps, it's like the, a lot of people play in these Gosu Gamers weeklies because the Gosu Gamers seeding points, the ranking yes, points, yes. are still used by a lot of the tournaments, including their own, uh, to decide seeding. So a lot of the top teams are going to keep playing with them, I think, if they have the time and there are no other tournaments, at least. I think they'll keep doing it almost just for the seeding, more, more than the money. Yeah, and you bring something good. You bring up something really, really good, too, is that we, we do need a an accepted ranking system in, in, uh, in Overwatch. And it and should what, not be Ghost of Gamers ranking system because oh, okay, that so, takes into account literally everything and it's terrible. Okay, well, honestly, if there's a ranking system that's are, at least in some people's minds already, it, it is Gosu. So I think maybe ideally Gosu would change it so that it, it is whatever ideal format that we want. But it doesn't have to be Gosu. So I mean, we, we I do need some kind of ranking the time, system. I'll never forget the time when Melty played in a yes, tournament, yes. <laughs> literally that. no other top tier teams there, yes. and they got ranking points for it according to the Ghost Gamers website. It's like, not perfect. Get out! Don't do that. It's not perfect. I mean, we would all agree with that. But 
from the standpoint of notoriety and just like what people know, uh, the Gosu Gamer, you know, ladder is is the thing that people know, or not ladder, but the ranking system is the thing that we that that most people know in the community. So that's already a head start. You know, just getting people to accept a ladder is actually a challenge in, in the first place. So it, if they already have that, I mean, the good starting point is to try to modify that into something that that will be accurate and, and will be something that all teams and players accept. But it's something that's very important, and it's something that's missing from things. Even like Hearthstone, you know, Hearthstone does has a ranking system that I think is in a similar spot with Overwatch. It's just it's kind of determined. It, it has been been modified and and refined, but it's still just not something that I, I just you know everybody just goes to you know and talks about you know writing wise and th- writers and journalists and things like that. And it's really important for a competitive scene to have that because we want the storyline of who's the best in the world right now. Who's the best in the world this entire year? Like, I want to be able to say that, you know, when I'm on a show like this talking about it or somebody writing it, you know, and we, we need to get that. And, and might as well do it early, you know, when, when we are still getting, you know, all the esports, uh, just getting the esports team together. So hopefully we can work that out. And Blizzard, could, you know, I think Blizzard should have a hand in, in figuring this out too, uh, their esports team. It's really, really important. Uh, one last thing about the whole small, small tournaments thing I'll say is that. I feel like we're a little too like in the whole professional like eSport tryhard mode. You know, tournaments can actually be fun too, guys. And I feel like we haven't nobody's tried the whole, you know, tried to get some of these teams to play, you know, more of a novelty t- tournament, you know, like something that's just more fun, you know, with different types of settings and rules like that. So I, I feel like there's some space for for somebody to come up with something like that, whether it's I don't know, headshot only. I mean, whatever it is, you know what I mean. There's still some space for people to 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 try to do that. Obviously, it would have to you'd have to do something to entice some of these big bigger teams to participate in, but it could be something that's fun and, and we haven't seen yet. Um, okay, another question. Any, any questions here? Maybe one more question, and we'll call it a night. See a good one, Ben. I mean, yeah, there's there's one that I'm I'm always okay with tackling. It's a very contentious uh, contentious topic. Oh, um, but I think I think it's better to take on, head on than tiptoe around it. Um, and not now. Cato asked earlier. Uh, there's been some more accusations directed at the Code 7 players. What can be done to curb hacking and aimbotting in tournaments? And does Blizz need to step up with their bans? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I think the the general... We've said it before on the show, and I'm going to say it again. We can't really... Internet detectives are not perfect. They're very biased. Things can look suspicious that uh, because of spectator mode, they can look suspicious because it's in a GIF and not in-game. And you're you don't have the same number of frames. I don't want to look at a GIF and make a verdict. Uh, there needs to be a lot more data than that, and it needs to come from Blizzard. Yes, we should stay active and stay vigilant as a community, uh, but that doesn't mean we should start witch hunts. Um, you know. But if there's information outside of GIFs, in the case of the TJO uh, brothers or whatever you want to call them on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, code seven, which there is in the case of uh, Steam accounts uh, that are their Steam accounts that are backbanned for cheating in multiple games. Um, like, I would like a direct answer from Blizzard that you know we have looked into these two players and they are not cheating um, because they, according to everything that I found through everything that I've seen, um, have a history of that in other games. Um, and have been banned for it. So I would like to see proof that, you know, Blizzard's like, hey, you know, we looked into it, and from our end, there's nothing to show that they are cheating. Yeah, and, uh, God, man, I just kind of, I, I never know what to say in these situations, because if it does come out that they are cheating actively in Overwatch, that would be, like, the worst thing in the world. That would be so awful and so terrible, and I would just hate to see that happen. Um, but I'm I'm not convinced by anything I've seen yet, and I think it's really the wrong approach to just assume without having the knowledge um, when ultimately it has to be Blizzard that, that passes down these verdicts, not not us. Um, many of them looking for it is the issue. And like we don't we haven't heard anything necessarily that, you know. Well, I don't think they're gonna be are. super transparent about them 
investigate. I think if it's if it's or... a high profile thing like Code Seven, then they should absolutely be upfront with the community about it because this is a situation where people are cheering for this team, people are becoming fans. There's a growing fan base for them, and if this is an issue where you know it's going about it the wrong way, they're you know winning things in the wrong way, and we as a community have a right to know. I think if they're actually cheating. Yeah, and yeah. I, I'll just throw in like again. I guess kind of a a different side of it. So historically, yes, I I know they have a history of of obviously in different game and other games having uh, been you know cheating or whatnot. But you know this is a new game. We don't know what they're like. You know this could be just a fresh start for them too. So uh, you know obviously uh, you know we should give them the benefit of the doubt as always and. Um, as a community, again, I just it's Blizzard's job to do this. And yes, we should make this aware of it. There will be all these internet people and and Blizzard's always looking at Reddit. So they'll you know, leave it to those guys, I guess, to to figure, you know, just to to um make it aware, you know, just make Blizzard aware for us to talk about on here. There's no point in talking about it anymore, guys, cuz it's yeah. just like what do you want us to say? I mean, we we're not going to, you know, we don't know. <laughs> so there's no reason for us to give an opinion that that um that's not not proof. There's no proof behind it. You know, it'd be a different story if there was just some kind of like like written proof that you know, or just some kind of combo or something. You know, there's not anything like that. So that's why Ben, you know, Ben responded. I think Ben responded in a good way. And you know, just we're just not going to talk about hack- accusations anymore because there's no point. Um, all right, hate hate having to end on that question. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, uh, it's all good. I mean, at least it'll be fresh in like people's minds. If anyone from Blizzard is watching, and be like, "Oh yeah, they just talked about that. I should go check on that right now." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, all right, well, why don't we call it and we can get back to playing because I definitely want to go play some. <laughs> and I know Ben, you either want to sleep or you want to play some. So, uh, why don't we do some shout-outs right now? Uh, Shay, do you want to start off? Start us off. Where they can they find you and uh, all your awesome channels? Yeah, my stream is twitch.tv slash shade underscore. I stream every day during the week from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. PST. And my Twitter is twitter.com slash shade OW. So you can find me there, tweet random stuff and pictures of my new tattoos that I got last week. Oh, I saw that. Oh, yeah, nice. I was about to, I was going to ask. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love them. Well, this one right here is like, super painful still and like really bruised and peeling. Well, how many but... did you get? I thought you only got one. I got two. Two. Wow. Yeah, this one. Were they designed by, uh, I guess fans or was it, did you have a, prof- um, did you hire a professional? No, I, this, this one right here, this like right here, you can't see the whole thing right now, but yeah. there's pictures on Twitter. Um, that one I, I had designed a long time ago and I, okay. I, I, I tend to like pre-design my tattoos, like, years in advance and then get them slowly whenever i feel like it nice. so yeah i love alice in wonderland that's what this one is from and this one is just a latin word so okay awesome well i don't have any tattoos it's like my fourth and fifth so you're the bad girl on this show <laughs> uh all right then you got any shout outs yeah um evo was awesome yeah oh everyone, everyone who watched I'm knows that i'm, uh, I'm exhausted I'm literally on day two of a hangover that like a uh, compounded hangover from all of Evo. <laughs> so I, I'm going to pass out. Uh, I don't, uh, but yeah, I'll see you guys online. Look for the tournaments this weekend. Um, I'm going to make my triumphant return to casting soon. It's been a really long time. I haven't casted anything. Mm-hmm. What? Since agents rising. Like it's actually been like two months since I've casted anything just because of all the crazy travel. And I took a vacation and I went to a wedding and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, Long story short, I'm coming back, guys. I'm coming back real soon. So look out uh, for more more stuff uh, on my end pretty shortly here. Very awesome. And uh, I'll just thank you guys for doing the show with me today. It's always a lot of fun. Everybody for watching and not watching the Republican National Convention. I appreciate you guys doing that and uh, just you know having fun with Overwatch. Uh, you can... Let's see. What should I play? I never plug anything on this thing. You can you can find the vods obviously on YouTube.com after the show or slash TamMV after the show. Uh, doing an Hearthstone podcast tomorrow. If you have, if you like Hearthstone, my my podcast Value Town is tomorrow at four. And debuting a new podcast I'm doing with Eloheim and Eat My Diction Thursday, which is called Spoiler Alerts, and we'll be talking Game of Thrones for the first week. So that should be a lot of fun. 
Uh, you can you can check that out on Eloheim stream twitch.tv definitely come back next week for this show oh this yes. there's gonna be a lot to yes. talk about next week yeah I I don't want to say like who the guest is and in any of that I guess because it's All not right, confirmed I'm out of yet, the loop. but yeah Shit. but this it could be a very very uh very very I don't want to say controversial show or I don't know. Lots to talk about. Informative show. Yeah, informative show. We'll just put it that way. So, yeah, definitely tune in next week. Uh, We'll probably do this time again. I don't know. Just 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 uh, be sure to follow the show's Twitter too. Uh the uh twitter.com slash the overview gg and to keep up to date with when when the times will be for next week's show. But that's gonna be it. Oh, for all the audio folks, definitely tune in. I'm gonna try to have those ready for you guys by probably a- afternoon tomorrow. It always takes about twelve hours for the um iTunes and, and Google Podcasts to update. So you can check that out on the feed too. Subscribe, you know, subscribe to that feed and all that good stuff. Until then, uh, for Shade, Fishsticks, and myself, Champion.